0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of Save Your Sorry. Here we discuss scandals, cancellations of celebrities. I'm your host, Katrina Rochelle. Joining me is my friend and my co host, Jose. Jose, who are we talking about today?
1: Hi. I just want to start off with saying if I would have introduced you, it would have been best friend.
0: I was honestly thinking about it, because, I mean, it's true, but then I was like, I can't let him know all that.
1: I'm just going to start every episode off with gaslighting you. That's just how we're going to start doing it from now on.
0: Oh, what you would have done better and how (laughs) horrible my behavior is. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So today
1: we're going to be talking about Bill Cosby. Do you still watch the Cosby show?
0: I'm not going to lie. Since everything has went down, I got a good... 10 episodes I watch no more and Oof. only if I feel like it.
1: <laughs> Shame on you. No. <laughs> you still I, watching it? I watch clips. I have not seen it because it's not anywhere. Like Pain I think fact. it's on Amazon. Commissary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, I want to thank Nicole Weiss and Eden. I got a lot of this information from her podcast, Chasing Cosby. She also wrote a book called Chasing Cosby. Her podcast has a lot of the women going about the allegations and they're actually like giving the interviews. Nicole reported on it for when it first came out. So if you like this little appetizer about Bill Cosby, I suggest you don't listen to that podcast or read that book because we won't be able to dive into everything like she does. Yeah.
0: Only one time. Only one
1: time. Yeah. So Bill Cosby was born July 12th, 1937. To me, that just seems so long ago. He is now 83. I think that really goes to show they had to work his way up Um, to put that more into perspective. The civil rights act did not pass until 1964. And by that time, Bill Cosby was already 27. Damn. Yeah. So to become as rich as powerful as he was is really impressive to me. And I don't want this episode to be a Bill Cosby fan club because he is accused of doing some horrible things, but I think. We can acknowledge it. Yeah. We have to talk about how amazing he was to get the full story. So, Bill Cosby dropped out of high school when he was a junior. For a short time, he worked at a shoe repair store, and then he joined the Navy in 1956 and served until 1960. And again, I want to stress this was before the Civil Rights Act in 1964. I'm not saying the Civil Rights Act ended racism or anything because racism is still alive and well.
0: Hallelujah. Thank
1: you, <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. But Cosby served our I country. I mean, we're not
0: thinking Jesus for that. <laughs> I'm just saying, Amen.
1: We support racism here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, the blacks and the Mexicans. We, we represent you, and we support.
1: So Cosby served our country when it was a time when it was legal. You know, for restaurants, schools, and other places to discriminate discriminate against him because of the color of his skin. While in the navy, he did end up getting his high school equivalency diploma. And after leaving the Navy, he goes to Temple University, and he actually gets a track scholarship there. Um, He starts working as a bartender. To me, that's a little weird since Cosby's not a drinker. He has said in the past he's had a few drinks. um, He felt like he was losing control, so he didn't like it. If I was a non-drinker, I would not get a job as a bartender, but I can't knock his hustle for doing that, so that's just a little side note.
0: And I'm I don't want to be I want to be rude, but he's he's had two jobs that um, I guess now in society are kind of looked at as predator type of workplaces. Like there's a lot of undiscovered BS that goes down in the what do you call the armed forces? Yeah. The Navy. And then you're at a bartender. I mean, we're going to come up on them drinks, but.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You got experience. That's what you're telling me in his history. He had experience working with the drinks.
1: Uh, yeah, he did have experience. Well, he's telling jokes to customers, you know, while he's bartending. But in 1962 is when he finally gets his, he starts doing standup. Okay. He ends up dropping out of Temple University because college and stand-up is just a lot to balance. He meets his wife, Camille Hanks, in 1963 and marries her in January 1964. Camille's still with him, by the way. She's been with him since then. And
0: And now. And and she's still now. You said Camille Hanks?
1: That's her maiden name. I mean, she's Camille Cosby now.
0: Any any relation to Tom Hanks?
1: (laughs) I I don't think so. That did not come up in my research.
0: I feel like they look just like.
1: Yeah, there are some similarities. In 1965, he ends up getting the leading role on the TV show I Spy. He was actually the first black man to do a leading role on a TV show and he does to win 3 Emmys for his role in 1966, 1967 and 1968. Like I said, to me that's just very impressive and does to show how likable he was because if you're the first black man on to lead a TV show and you're winning Emmys, like you're doing something right.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you just said what uh 64 is when the Civil Rights Act passed. So he's doing all this in a very hostile society at this time being a yeah, black man
1: because you know just because that act passed does not mean that states aren't still trying to pull some sleazy yeah, shit
0: basically that shit didn't stop it just kept going a little bit more subtler
1: yeah so in 1969 the bill cosby show started and it runs for two years in 1972 fat albert and the cosby kids airs it's an animated show and i always forget cosby made Fat Albert, like besides the Cosby show, I think that's his biggest legacy in his career. That aired uh, for six seasons.
0: Hundred percent. I mean, I even watched um the Fat Albert movie when it came out. Uh, oh, with Keenan. School. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I don't really remember it. Um Bill Cosby was in that movie. He did do a, a cameo, cameo, I believe. Yeah. Yep, he did. But I always forget he made Fat Albert. So I've always I feel like that is something. That's his legacy, you know. Besides the Cosby Show, it's probably his number one legacy. Mm-hmm. In 1984, that's when the famous Cosby Show aired, and it goes on for eight seasons, ends so in 1993. Bill Cosby won an Emmy for portraying Cliff Huxtable in 1984 and 1985, and five of those seasons were rated number one show in America. I think everyone has seen the Cosby Show at least once, and it still just holds up, in my opinion. While researching for this, I kept getting distracted by clips of the Cosby Show. And it was just hilarious. Like, oh, I great. I know he's accused of doing some shitty things and he's been proven guilty. We'll get to all that. But the Cosby show still holds up.
0: You said them laughs is unforgettable.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's just so many lessons in the Cosby show. You know, it's a comedy, but there's so many lessons in there that they they still are applied today. And so that's why it's so hard to, like, separate the art from the artist because he's done so well on TV.
0: Mm-hmm. He's just, um, he was a, he was an image for something. His literal face and what he um, represented.
1: Yeah, I think that's why when we start talking about allegations here shortly, it was one of the reasons it was so hard for people to believe. It's hard to think that this father figure <laughs> we all had on TV. And he made his brand just so wholesome just to find out there's like this horrible thing right on the surface. Mm before I get into the scandals, I do want to talk more about the image that Bill Cosby was creating. The Cosby show got its name simply because of the brand Cosby. That's why a lot of different Cosby TV shows have his name in it some way or another. The Bill Cosby show, Cos, you know.
0: And he it, had like a Cosby show after the Cosby show, right?
1: Yeah. And Reddit Ask Me Anything, Bill Cosby actually was on there. and. Someone asked him, "Why is it not called, called the Hudstables?" You know, that's what the characters' names are. The Hudstables. They're not the Cosbys.
0: No saw that shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and he said it was just to attract the audience with the name Cosby. You know what you were getting.
0: Mm. That's true, and that's what a lot of people do now. I mean, tons of shit, both um, TV shows and just brand name things, just have everybody's name on it now. I, I mean, everybody t- just wants to get it out
1: tyler perry every show that he has every movie he has it's tyler perry presents or yep. something along those lines
0: you're
1: right the hudstables were not a strong struggling family in fact they were wear well off bill played a doctor his on-screen wife felicia rashad played a lawyer love her yeah <laughs> it was really one of the first times the black family was portrayed on a positive light and on tv there was one little black sheep or problem if you will with the cosby show and that was Lisa Bonet, who played Denise Huxtable, the second oldest child. I
0: really love her, too.
1: Allegedly, Bill was not happy when Lisa Bonet appeared in the movie Angel Heart and when she appeared topless. I say allegedly because I found sources that said, like, a person connected to or rumors. But for Bill and Lisa's part, they sort of danced around the issue. In an interview with Interview Magazine, Lisa Bonet said, my obligation was to Denise. I'm oh, sorry. My obligation... Oh, my obligation wasn't if to you, I man. felt obligated <laughs> to myself and my career. <laughs> so, I mean, she sort of addressed it, but not She's really.
0: basically saying that uh, I was dedicated to the character in the show, but I don't fuck with that man, Cosby. That's kind of <laughs> how I read it in those lines.
1: I read it more as, it's a character and I'm going to do more things to get that money. That too. Yeah.
0: I mean... Even though he was upset with her, he wasn't that upset with how, well, I don't know. She was kind of ingrained in. But, I mean, they still went with her for a different world.
1: Were. Yeah, that's what I'm about to get to. Out of the Cosby show, A Different World did come out with Lisa Bonet was the star. But when she became pregnant, she confided in Debbie Allen, who took over as director and producer in the second season, that she, Lisa, was pregnant. Um, Debbie Allen wanted to use Lisa's pregnancy in the show. Debbie wanted an upper-class girl who wasn't married and didn't want to be married to be pregnant, but Bill was not having it. He said, Lisa Beaumet is pregnant. Denise Hudstable is not pregnant.
0: And, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say what I
1: <laughs> What were you going to say?
0: He said, my baby Denise ain't, <laughs> ain't doing that nasty shit <laughs> that Lisa doing.
1: <laughs> that's, I feel like that's pretty much what he was getting at, like, It goes with this image that he was constructing, this pudding-eating-sweater-wearing image Uh that he's worked so hard to put together. And, I mean, in 1971, he even had an album called Bill Cosby Talks to Kids About Drugs, which was, you know, don't do drugs. And it's just another way that he could have this perfect image as a family man.
0: And when you think about it, it, even when I was watching the Cosby show a lot, more like when I was a teenager and a uh, high school and college, even more, um, they dealt with issues, but it's not, they're, they're not dealing with the inner city issues and not saying that teen pregnancy does not happen anywhere and everywhere. Cause it, of course it does. But I feel like, um, Bill Cosby had this show about this middle slash upper, um,
1: they were definitely Middle. upper class.
0: Yeah, I was trying to, I was trying to, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> About this family, they're a lawyer, they're a doctor, they make good money. They want to show you lessons, but nah, ain't nobody getting pregnant. Ain't nobody going to be doing no hard drugs and stuff like that. And if they are, it ain't going to be nobody in that goddamn house. So when he probably heard that suggestion, was like, nah, not Denise. One of her little, her, one of her little filthy friends from the urban one of the urban cities can be pregnant, but not her, which and I, I think that happened in a different world.
1: A yeah. Few? I think it's easy for us to say, you know, well, Bill Cosby is being a prude about stuff, but if you think about it, how he grew up and having to work so hard on his image that he had to work twice as hard. He had to be twice as good as everyone else, you know, at least come across that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why he's kind of so strict about things like, you know, pull your pants up, do this, do that. Yeah. <laughs> like that he's talked to other black comedians, you know, kind of talking down on them just because he knew how to do it back in the day. And now it's kind of a different time.
0: Yeah, he didn't like their persona, the certain jokes that they told, stuff like that. Yeah. But here's what I'm... i, I <laughs> It's, it's just funny because, well, hey, I, I don't know when all this stuff originally came out, but it was like he was doing all that stuff so long. So when stuff came out, it's like, bro,
1: he already had hell? that secret life.
0: That's what I'm saying. My pants could be on the goddamn ground. I ain't touching and groping on people unconsciously.
1: Yeah. So by this point of Bill Cosby's life, he has five children with his wife, Camille. In 1965, they had Erica. In 1966, Aaron. In 1969, Ennis, who was sadly murdered in 1997, mm, Enzo that. was born in 1973, and I think it's pronounced Evan or Evan, it's E-V-I-N, in 1976. Um, all of them are named, start with an E. I don't know if that has oh, a oh, to do really? with anything. I just found that odd. I don't
0: know, maybe you um a deeper meaning <laughs>
1: maybe i didn't see anything
0: because i feel like people do that either if they love the letter or they got some sort of connection slash um they know stuff about i don't know people are smarter than me so they name their kids things that i would name
1: yeah but his name's bill and her name's camille like i yeah, can get they b or c
0: themselves. they don't like bill and Camille. Yeah,
1: i guess they not. like
0: Emil. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So the first scandal I really found about Bill Cosby came in 1997. And this was just two days after Ennis was murdered. The National Enquirer released a story called Cosby Murder Secrets. The Mistress, Her Shocking Story of Love, Lies, and Money. I'm not saying the Enquirer should not publish the story, but to lump it together with the murder of his son was a bullshit thing to do.
0: Oh, It's poor taste, but that's the National Enquirer's um that's what
1: they do it's yeah i mean it's going to draw in readers i get that but have some class of course so in the article sean upshaw claimed that she and bill had an affair in the 1970s she knew he was married but she didn't really mind that he was married and she claims the affair lasted a few months sean claims the affair ended when bill found out she was pregnant and bill had her put someone else's name on the birth certificate her ex-boyfriend's name Whoa! Yeah, while Bill claims that they did have an affair, and then months later she comes to his hotel room and has a picture of a fourteen-month-old baby and says, "This is your daughter, Autumn Jackson," and he claims he knew nothing of the pregnancy before that. So Bill claimed the baby was not his, but he still paid child support until Autumn Jackson dropped out of college. Then that was Bill, the wrong
0: move for her. You don't play about college.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bill's all about college.
0: Oh, apparently.
1: Then Bill Cosby ended at $3,000 a month he had been providing them. Me personally, if I'm paying child support and I don't think the kid's mine, I'm not paying that child support.
0: Of course, but that's why he knew he had to keep paying it, because he knew the baby was his. Trust me, ain't no damn celebrity. I don't care what time it was what time period was paying for a baby that they didn't need to pay for unless a it was theirs or B uh, a motherfucker has some blackmail on them because there's no need to take on a responsibility. If you're not scared of something coming out.
1: Yeah. And I think it really, at this point in time, he still had that image of perfect dad, perfect man. So a mistress and a love child would really ruin it. Autumn was not having it though. She told bill, that he could either pay her twenty-four million dollars, or she would go to the tabloids and tell everyone Bill Cosby was her father. So they set up a meeting, and when Autumn landed in New York to collect, she was arrested because extortion is still illegal, even if he might be her bio father.
0: Oh, so, okay. Hold on. I I, I I was focusing on some parts and I forgot about the other part. So <laughs> she, she she dropped out of college. Says I ain't fucking with that. But I need some of that money. And tried to blackmail him for $24 million. million? Yeah. And then who snitched or she got caught?
1: Bill Cosby's. I don't know if his lawyer or he went to the FBI, but you know.
0: Yeah. They was like, bro, I was going to give her four, but she put a two in front.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So she was sentenced to 26 months in prison.
0: Damn. Over a year. Yo, 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 fake real daddy done got you up in there for 20 something months.
1: And. They were going to do a paternity test. She said no. Bill said no. Bill said yes, and then she said no. So I don't think it's ever come out if he is her bio dad or not.
0: Yeah, like maybe they actually know the real, but they ain't gonna. It's never gonna come out publicly.
1: I mean, it doesn't matter. She's not getting the money, and I think that's what she was looking after. It didn't seem like she had a relationship with him.
0: I ain't trying to fuck with him either, bro. <laughs> I, I want the twenty-four.
1: <laughs> so the next scandal came in March two thousand. Again, from the National Enquirer.
0: Mm, They got a line on him.
1: Yeah. In January 28, 2000, Cosby allegedly grabbed this unnamed victim's breast, showed his penis to her, and tried to stick his hands down her pants. And this is the first time we're hearing about assault of any kind from him. Cosby denied it happened. He threatened a $250 million lawsuit against the National Enquirer if they did not apologize and retract the story. But the National Enquirer stood by their story, and nothing ever came of it. Oh, also, I think the story would have made bigger waves if it wasn't from the National Enquirer.
0: Yeah, because so much of their stuff has, is fluff or is um, exaggerated to the point where the true story is kind of buried.
1: Yeah, but their reputation's also, not the strongest.
0: Yeah, but also... I don't care who you is. Somebody throw a two hundred something dollar million lawsuit, and you know they kind of got either that money or uh, a good machine behind them. If it's not real, I, I would have, I would have, I don't know what the fuck I would have done. But I would have, I would have dropped the story if it wasn't real.
1: If someone told me I have a two hundred fifty million dollar lawsuit against you, and they had a team of lawyers, I'm like, sorry, (laughs) you won't see that story no more. So.
0: it had legs on it i know somebody yeah but i guess not enough people pressed him about it so therefore he didn't feel like he needed to keep going with the charade of uh, suing him for 250 million
1: no i think the story died down and it was over so on january 20th 2005 andrea constan comes forward to the police and tells them in january 2004 bill cosby assaulted her Mm. Andrea was the director of operations of the women's basketball team in 2001 at Temple University, where Bill Cosby dropped out of way back in the day.
0: Oh, yes. Yes.
1: They met in 2001. So three years later, when in 2004 is when the assault happened. Andrea says her and Bill had kind of a mentor relationship. Like, you know, they knew each other. Mm -hmm. Um, She was thinking about leaving her job. She wants to become a massage therapist. And she went over to Bill's house to talk about it. She was, yeah, (laughs) she was kind of stressed. You know, you're just venting. You're stressed about it. So Bill gave her three pills that he said was like an herbal medicine that would help her relax. So she's in and out. She's been drugged. She's been assaulted. And the next morning she wakes up. Bill Cosby's in a bathrobe. And so she just leaves. That's it. it For the time.
0: When that happened.
1: When that happened.
0: Okay.
1: So she is still at Temple University. Bill Cosby donates a lot of money to Temple University. So she has some communication with him. So she does talk to him a little. Mm -hmm. But she's having nightmares. She's thinking about it. You know, like what happened. And that's common with people with with sexual assault. Mm -hmm. So the the first person she opens up to is her mother. By this time, she moves back home. And she's no longer at Temple University. So on um, January 13th, she calls her mother crying. She's had a nightmare.
0: Is, I don't mean to in- interrupt you.
1: No, go ahead. I, I
0: feel like this, because I've read some stories, not all stories, a little bit of stories. Is this the story where the mom calls Bill?
1: Yes, that's what I was about to get okay, to. Okay, <laughs> okay,
0: play, play it. I just, yeah, okay, if you I had some
1: it. damn patience, we would be there.
0: <laughs> I just heard it. I had to interject.
1: <laughs> You're like, oh, I know this story. Do you want to finish the story, Katrina? Okay,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go.
1: So she calls her mom because she's been having these nightmares. She's thinking that he's probably gonna do it to someone else. And the mom's like, give me her number. The mom's name's Gianna. And she's like, give me the number. I want to call him. I want to find out what pills he gave you. You know, that can mess you up.
0: Mm.
1: So she says on the first recording, Bill admits to it, says he's sorry. Like, he doesn't know why he did it. He did it. He's evil, blah, blah, blah. Um, that wasn't retorted. So the second one, she does actually retort him. Mm-hmm. And you hear on, in his own voice, like Bill Cosby has a very distinct voice. You know, it's him. And he's just saying he's going to pay for her massage school as long as Andrea ma- maintains a 3.0. So again, Bill Cosby's all about education. And I really find it odd that where a lot of these payoffs, there's stipulation in place about GPA or college, like with his daughter, with now this. And I mean, who knows if there's more?
0: Yeah, I'd be like, bro. Calm your ass down. You a college dropout yourself.
1: Yeah. So.
0: <laughs> Motherfucking Kanye West telling me what to do.
1: So when Gianna presses him more on the pills, he says, we're not talking about that right now. We're talking about the school.
0: Oh, he said control the narrative.
1: Yeah. So he said he would mail it to her. He never does. And... Later in the deposition, which I got off the LA Times, but the deposition pieces are everywhere on the internet. I think you can find it in its entirety and read it. I did not read all of it. I read snippets here and there.
0: How long was like, how long is it? Just, just asking.
1: I'm not too sure (laughs) because I read snippets.
0: You said I did what I could. I got you, bro. I've been there. You said, let me read the synopsis at the topsis. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So... Bill Cosby claimed that he just gave her drill, and he was going to pay for her college because he did not want his wife to find out, but it was consensual. So when they asked him, why did you apologize? Yeah. He said he apologized because quote, I'm thinking this is a dirty old man with a young girl. I apologized. I say to the mother, it was a digital penetration. So Cosby to the stage,
0: like finger or digital like he did that over the damn computer what what do you mean that's what
1: i'm wondering they didn't like really question like what are you saying like
0: well the thing is you said 2004 Uh, i don't even think the internet was bumping like that and and something telling me bill cosby was not digitally penetrating the internet so it had to be fingers
1: it it had to be that's
0: a weird thing to be laughing and chuckling about but why would they say digital
1: It. I mean, that's what he said. Weird word.
0: Non-college educated words. (laughs) I bet a college graduate would have just said.
1: He does have a lot of honorary degrees. Some of them have been taken back now, but he has some.
0: Yeah, honorary. Yeah. Honorarily did not go to that damn school.
1: So Cosby, to this day, claims his innocence. In the deposition, Mm -hmm. when they asked him, when she talked about Andrea, sat here and cried, how did you feel? He answered with, I think she's a liar, and I know she's a liar because I was there. I mean, so, so was she. <laughs> yeah, so was she. <laughs> so in 2005, when the news breaks of Andrea's attack, there's another person who comes forward. Tamara Green is a lawyer. She said she saw the news story, and she said, oh, my God, this happened to me, too. So at the time, and the, it, but it happened to her 30 years ago in the 1970s.
0: Oh, okay. So this is an older Person that this happened to, seeing that this is happening again, but more recently. Yes.
1: So, in the 1970s, Tamara was a model who was trying to break out and become a singer. She met Bill and she was hoping that he could try to do her a record deal. She's hanging with him. Her and Bill go to a dinner. And I mean, it's a public dinner, it's not like just her and Bill. There's other people there. One of okay. the people being Cicely Tyson.
0: Hey, oh, yeah. R.I.P. Like, mm. I mean, I think
1: she was in the show I Spy. So it, it could have just been like a work I mean, dinner. she's
0: been in almost everything that she could have been she, in.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so just a little fun fact that she was at the dinner. But tomorrow says at this dinner, she's not feeling good. So she's like, I'm going to call her an early night. But Bill's like, hey, would some cold medicine help? And she's like, well, sure.
0: Always offer a meds.
1: yeah (laughs) this drug-free guy is always offering meds Mm. she takes the cold medicine in the middle of dinner it hits her she says she felt like she was stoned she felt like she was going to fall into her soup the next thing she knows bill's helping her to the car helping her to her house Mm -mm. and he's undressing her putting her in bed and she's kind of out of it but then she realizes that he's undressing himself too Mm -mm. Tamara figures it out what's going to happen to her And while she's still feeling the effects of the drugs, she does try to fight him off. She tries throwing a lamp at the window just so she can get attention, you know, stream, like get help.
0: She's drugged. So everything is fucked up.
1: Yeah. So the lamp does hit the window. It cracks the window, but it does not break it. It happens. Bill leaves. And a week later, Tamara goes to visit her brother who had cystic fibrosis, who was in the hospital. And she realizes Bill Cosby had been there, visiting her brother and other kids. They were in the terminal ward. Mm. He had given her brother a portable radio, and she felt like this was a way to silence her. I don't
0: want to make a joke, but this motherfucker gave her a radio? You just Her brother. Oh, her brother? Yeah. Radio silence? <laughs> <laughs> this man is sending cryptic-ass messages with I
1: did. know it's the 1970s, so that's probably like giving someone an iPod or something. I know,
0: that shit was $700,000 at that time. I mean, I'm sorry. Let's get back on track. I'm sorry.
1: So the next time she sees Bill, she tells him, I'm not going to make a fuss about this, but I'm going to tell everyone what you did to me for the rest of my life. And she does tell people in her personal life, but she never tells authorities, because who would believe her? It's Bill Cosby. Now, Bill Cosby's side of the story is, I don't know her. That's all he had to say about tomorrow.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, in a way, that, that's what he and his defense think they all need to just say. If it was one time, one dinner, people don't remember you. You don't remember all the details. You ain't really told nobody. You can just say, eh, I wasn't there. Yeah. I don't know her. What do you mean? I ain't never seen that woman a day in my life.
1: That's yeah. I so
0: fucked up about so many things. The gaslighting nature of not even Bill Cosby, but other just people just, they've done you wrong. But because other people may not have seen you or heard you or been there, all they got to do is say, eh, I don't know who you're talking about. Or who the hell are you, meant lady?
1: <laughs> yeah. So back to 2005. Tamara starts doing interviews and talking to anybody and everybody. Any like any interview she can give, she dips it. So in the podcast "Chasing Cosby," there's a little snippet with Tamara Green talking to Matt Lauer, and mm-hmm. he's just very dismissive towards her, which I think's kind of hilarious now because oh. the accusations against matt lauer exactly. which we would have to cover one day
0: oh his shit came to roost too
1: yeah and when he asked her why did she wait 30 years she said she thought no one would believe her and she might have waited 30 years but andrea only waited 11 months and you know people were telling her that's too long for her too so mm-hmm. they don't crucify you yeah. either way i mean there's no certain time period so Cosby's team starts dating and pretty much everything her in her life is put on blast to discredit her. They have, you know, a DUI, they have a uh, bar disciplinary action, they have mental health issues, like anything they can find they're putting out there.
0: So, but what's so funny is that if any of that occurred after the date and time of which she was assaulted or allegedly assaulted by Bill Cosby, some of that stuff could probably be explained as trauma. Yeah. Like and he, who knows what she went through after feeling like all she could she couldn't tell nobody, and then she starts to tell people close to her, but it's still not really giving her any kind of relief. She's still holding it in. Her person's still out there getting more famous, getting money. His face is plastered everywhere. He's America's dad, but he's her fucking predator. Who knows what she was doing afterwards?
1: And even if it was before, she that does not give her him a right to rape her. Like
0: exactly.
1: So it's kind of bullshit, mm-hmm. but by February 12th, 2005, just four weeks after the case was open, the DA closes it. Even though by that point, 12 more women bringing up to a total of 14 are accusing Bill Cosby of some form of sexual assault. And unfortunately, we won't be able to talk about every single case, but all mm-hmm. of them have so many. Yeah. All of them have pretty much the same mm-hmm. M.O., Either taking pills or taking a drink and then feeling out of it. And again, Bill Cosby's not a drinker. If why is a non-drinker offering these women wine? Like I just find that odd.
0: Yes, and I, was he drinking them at the same time? One of those like you know, how'd you put your back to her type thing? There like was a, like, one
1: woman, was one woman who said. Bill Cosby's like, let me get you a drink. And without saying anything to ordering a drink, someone brought a drink to her and she fell out of it.
0: And see, and that's even where he got the R. Kelly network where yeah. you got people working for you who know your, I guess, terrible side, but they got their own issues. So they're willing to work with you in that regard to hide your dirty business.
1: I mean, that could be possible.
0: I and I've heard a lot of people mention this goddamn robe he has yeah a lot of like he, he got a fucking rape robe or something
1: <laughs> so another thing that i find i don't know the woman's name off the top of my head but there was one woman who said he offered her something to drink and she said i don't drink alcohol so he said oh and he switched it out gave her a cola or something but the shit tasted off and the same thing happened to her mm. and i really wish I knew which ones he claimed were consensual and which ones he claimed he did not know because what differentiates them? Is it just because some can be traced to him and some can't? Like, I don't know. It-
0: I, that's what I would feel. I would feel he has a criteria for admitting who he's been intimate with and it was consensual. Um, and then he has criteria for completely denying slash blowing off others yeah i could see that because i mean with his money and how long he's been in the business i mean the thing is bill cosby ain't saying all these words that he's got people behind him he has his wife behind him who knows if she's like been in this part of his life but what i'm saying is that he can't be getting all this legal advice just from his head I I mean, he must have a
1: team of lawyers. So
0: they're researching these women. They're finding out the connection that they have towards Bill, and then they're saying, based off what we found, this is what you need to say. This is how you got to act.
1: Yeah. So the DA's reason for closing the case was 11 months was too long of a time, even though it's common for sexual assault victims to wait to report. Mm -hmm. The DA in that case just kind of seemed to me that he was not he did not believe Andrea to begin with. He was all about Cosby. So a civil suit does happen. And again, that's something that's common in these kind of allegations because it's so hard to get a criminal charge because it does kind of break down to he said, she said.
0: Exactly. And for, uh, I only remember this because I took law both in high school and college. But <laughs> so what they say in criminal is beyond a reasonable doubt. And then, oh, my gosh, I just brought this up and I can't remember the civil one. The civil one is something like basically, do do you think it could have happened? Like, are you mostly sure that this could have happened? I'm going to look it up just to be sure, because I feel like I should be um, correcting what I'm saying. But like criminal law is so much harder to make things stick than civil law.
1: We're not lawyers.
0: I know, right? I wanted to be one, (laughs) but I wasn't trying to go to school like that. But basically, if in a civil suitor, I guess if a wrong has been um, done and you feel like that's plausible, you can win so much more handily in a civil court than criminal. Yes. That's why I see like everybody does at least two lawsuits. They can't get your ass in jail. They want that money. I mean, it is not, a not in a bad get, way, but I'm just saying
1: it's a way to get justice. Yes. I mean, you get something out of it. So in 2006, it is settled. Andrea gets an undisclosed amount. The other ones are, I think, are past the statute of limitations. And unfortunately, that is a thing. I don't understand why. I think a crime like that should not have one. Uh-huh. But that's just me. So she signs an NDA as well. And everything seems to blow over for Bill Cosby. That is until 2014 when Hannibal... I think his name's Burris.
0: Yes, Hannibal Burris, motherfucker had that <laughs> had that set.
1: <laughs> yes, during the comedy routine, he calls Bill Cosby a rapist. I personally never heard of Hannibal before 2014, and I haven't really heard of him since. But for some reason, his stand-up routine went viral.
0: It it did because it, it 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 was rightfully so. Though I was one I. I wouldn't say I was a Hannibal Buress fan, Uh, probably still not either, not in a bad way, but I don't check for him. Uh, I know he's on uh, the Eric Andre show, and Eric Andre's cool too, but I happened to literally, I'm on Twitter all the time, and I was scrolling through Twitter, and I guess the caption was like, this set's crazy, or watch this something, and it was Hannibal Buress on there, and I watched the whole video where he was like, yeah, Bill Cosby is a rapist, And everybody started laughing. He was like, Yeah, this ain't a joke. He really has, (laughs) he really is a rapist. (laughs) And he explains it. And I thought that was crazy. And then I looked it up and I was like, Oh shit, this motherfucker really wasn't lying.
1: Yeah, it really revived the story of Bill Cosby being a rapist. Mm -hmm. Dan McQuaid, who is the one who recorded the story about Hannibal doing his little comedy set. He has a theory of why in 2014, the story seems to be bigger and it seems to stick than the 2005 story. Because at that point, when he said that, like no new allegations had come forward. It's still the same 14 women. And he thinks that for some reason, Bill Cosby's team did that thing on Twitter where it was like, meme me, where, you know, make a meme about Bill Cosby. And everyone on Twitter just had a field day with it calling him a rapist, saying, you know, it was everywhere. I remember seeing some of the memes like
0: wait, oh. what? Yeah, like so the, alleg- the Hannibal the set goes out and it goes viral. And in between it going viral, they they start memeing him or the or the Bill have-
1: Cosby's team like has like on Twitter, it's uh-huh. something that says meme me, like make a meme about Bill Cosby but they supposed- did
0: that after the set went viral yes oh that was like, crazy as hell
1: it doesn't make sense like at us for me who has right. no pr experience at all lay low keep your head down don't become a meme about being a rapist
0: or or you, here's conspiracy theory you know we do the conspiracy theories like you know on our own time so you know how uh you got all these social media uh, interns and uh, workers who control these accounts like Wendy's, Nike, all that shit on Twitter. Yeah. Maybe somebody in Bill Cosby's team was like, I'm tired of this motherfucker getting just getting away with all this stuff. <laughs> I heard him and Camille was out in the Hamptons, but I'm about to blow that shit up. About to log in on Twitter and ask these motherfuckers for these memes and see what happens. And then somebody just went rogue and, took, and, and did that. And we never a- heard from that person again.
1: That's a very good theory.
0: (laughs) Because I cannot believe anybody. Like not even (laughs) Harvey Weinstein. When that shit came out, I didn't even know this motherfucker. I thought he died after.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like the playbook is. Lay low. I kind of have my own theory on why the story about Cosby blew up. Hannibal is a man. So is Dan McQuaid. Could it be possible when a man calls another man a rapist? It seems like more of a truth to society.
0: I don't uh, know. uh, Unfortunately, I definitely see that because in our society, and you think you don't want to blame all men because of course, you know, we know some men do this. (laughs) Just like we know all women ain't this, whatever. But very rarely, and especially lately, I mean, you still got motherfuckers out here fighting for Cosby and R. Kelly. Men do not very often publicly hold each other accountable. And he wasn't holding Bill Cosby accountable. I understand that. But accountable, calling them on their shit in a way that is, um, he did it in a way that was serious, but it was, he was joking, but it was very serious because it actually happened. And when people heard it and verified that it was, of course, serious, the people who, I guess, didn't pay attention before. They was like, oh shit! I guess this man is serious. But these women who were a part of the
1: story—Andrea Tamara, twelve other women, and yeah. Nicole Wysency Eden—who had been reporting on it since the beginning—I don't understand why these women were not believed. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: then a man comes out, and it's like, oh, Bill is a whole, rapist.
0: Yeah, a whole almost decade later from when this start, this stuff started getting public, public.
1: Yeah. So in 2014, when the associate press asked Bill Cosby about the allegations, he said, we don't talk about that. He tries to shut them down, says that they have any integrity. They will not air it.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: Spoiler alert. They did end up airing it because we saw it. And I think this interview shows how Bill Cosby has handled bad press. He has told them don't air it. He has, you know, tried to silence people.
0: Uh Back in the day, we didn't hear nothing, but now it started to become a... 21st century and now we're hearing all your business because they ain't scared of you like that no more apparently
1: yeah and as more coverage of the news comes out more than 60 women in total are now coming forward and saying bill cosby assaulted them in some way or tried to assault them
0: and that's a lot of damn women
1: and false reporting of sexual assaults is very rare. It's only between two and ten percent. So 60 plus women and for all of mm-hmm. them to be lying seems near impossible. Exactly. But Bill Cosby still claims his innocence. On September 25th, 2018, Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in prison for the assault of Andrea Constant. The earliest he can get out is September 25th, 2021. And that is kind of where we're at right now. His team is trying to appeal it. But I don't know if there's much to appeal. Like, I don't know. We we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Um, yeah. so some ways that people have reacted in his life. Camille, his wife, has said she thinks racism is at the root of all of this. And, okay, Camille. Felicia Rashad, his on-screen wife, said what you're seeing is a destruction of a legacy and i think it's orchestrated orchestrated i don't know why or who's doing it but it's the legacy that's so important to the culture a lot of people online seem to agree with felicia that's why it's so hard to you know he's done so much good he's donated you know thousands of dollars he's done so good i don't know if i would say it's orchestrated though it's i don't know
0: this is, I, this is what I'll say from my standpoint, I guess, is I have very different feelings about him being in prison, but here's, here's the problem. I got soft spots for older people. So when old people in jail, I'd be like, oh, let's say he's going to die in jail. Yeah. But uh, it's Bill Cosby. What did he, what did, the, look at the crime, man. Did
1: you see that video of him after one of his court dates? I think it was after he was like sentence are we, guilty are we
0: talking about when he was dancing yes when he did the. When, i'm not i died when beyonce did the move
1: okay it is something so stupid but when i saw that i was just like
0: oh like bill you've raped us."
1: but it really did like kind of break my heart like this father figure that we all had mm-hmm. and it's like you're a comedic genius now it's not the time read the room bill but like <laughs> It was, it was this thing. And he was at a comedy show when, like, one of his last ones, and this woman gets up to leave, and he's like, oh, don't leave your drink around me. Like, it's kind of, no, it's not kind of. It's really fucked up to joke about that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like,
0: he's,
1: ha-ha, Bill.
0: Bro, this, okay, so I was watching, so I listened to the Spanish fly joke, first of all. Oh, um, I
1: didn't even mention that. Do you want to tell us what that is?
0: Okay, i guess <laughs> here's the <laughs> thing i've heard about spanish flight a few times um another person who's kind of got some spanish flying in their history charlemagne the god we should put him on the docket one day but apparently it's what a uh, a substance a pill i don't know something like that but it was supposed to be for uh, shit i don't know why am i explaining this you know I can't you put it gospel. in a
1: woman's drink and it's a joke you put it in a woman's drink and and hello america she gets horny she's all over you exactly and in the 1960s or whenever he first came up with it i guess it
0: was funny yeah that, I was, that time <laughs> Listen to the joke told two different times. Them motherfuckers was dying. Yeah,
1: I'm like, oh, give
0: us some Spanish fly. And... I was Let's like...
1: roofie the bitch. Like,
0: yes, I, they thought it was so funny. You just find a couple of good looking women and you give them that Spanish fly, and then he told the joke when he was in. Uh, what do you go? Uh, went to Spain, got in the cab, and the uh, Spanish cab driver was like, I'm looking for that American fly. And I- <laughs> <laughs> And we all chuckled about rape, like that type of thing. I don't know. And I feel like it was more common, you know, you had people ingesting drugs, and you had the whole um disco life, and everybody up in the clubs and doing all that but it's still weird how he was still joking about it in the 70s 80s 90s and the 2000s like that man that was his bookmark joke
1: yeah another person who spoke out was raven simone one of his on-screen granddaughters and raven i feel like everyone knows raven um and she had the best response in my opinion and this was before he went to Trial, she said. I want everyone who deserves justice to get justice, and I think that's just she's had media training. I think it's just like, you know, she did not pick a side, and she just went with it.
0: Yeah. To be fair, she really couldn't pick a side, and I mean, she, it, 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 this is why I will saying she could have picked a side. Of course, she could have went straight all the way to the victims and just condemned Bill Cosby, but the way Raven has ex- like explained her experiment experience on the Bill Co- on the Cosby Show, which is she was, uh, she was so young, she really doesn't remember anything, but she remembers him at least being kind to her. She's not going to blow him out the water after saying that consistently for so many years. But yeah. of course, she still wants you to know, I'm all about the victims. I'm all about justice.
1: And but- another person I found that spoke out, and this one's allegedly, because I saw it written and people have said she said this, but I don't know. I didn't see her say it in a video herself. So I just want to say allegedly. But Lisa Bonet apparently allegedly said there was just energy and that type of sinister shadow energy cannot be concealed.
0: And Yeah, I heard that one too. So I don't know if that was real or not too. I remember when they were talking about that quote.
1: Yeah. Um I only included this way because one I wanted to see how these quotes, because I want to see how Hollywood reacted. And also when the allegations first came out, people were saying, well, what does this person say? What does this person say? And just because he did not assault them does not mean he's not a rapist. Like, I feel like that's what a lot of people were trying to use to justify.
0: Yeah. And that's why I feel like I, I, I understand, uh, Felicia Rashad's, uh, I guess her standing, but it's also a little disappointing because of what it's what it's about, what his crimes, his alleged crimes are about. So yes, we understand it. he is a legend. He has represented a lot of things to people and he has probably helped a lot of people realize um, college is what, where they wanna be, their professions and all that. But people act like two things can't be true. Yeah, that you can't influence um, a generation to accept and learn more about historically black colleges. But you can also in your own time be a person who has bad thoughts, dark f- fantasies and and potentially does bad things to other people. I mean, people are multifaceted and I just don't understand how people say, oh, yeah, this man was on the Cosby show. He could never hurt anybody. Michael Jai, and the thing is, I, I didn't do a lot of research, but I did watch a few interviews in um this afternoon Uh Michael Jai White, he you might know him from uh Why Did I Get Married? He played Marcus, you know. Ooh, always, okay. Yeah. I, that, I tried to get something you would know from. <laughs> so he was basically talking to Vlad TV, which is you know, Vlad DJ Vlad is one of these. Um he's like TMZ behind the camera always asking these celebrities all these questions and what they think sometimes getting them caught up by talking about their charges and all this other shit but he had uh Michael J white on there and was they were talking about Bill Cosby and he was basically saying well even if you take this at your core maybe he didn't rape or sexually assault all 60 women. they're talking about this man as such an upstanding gentleman such an upstanding citizen but this man was married with children. And if it was all consensual, he was sleeping and paying off at least 60 women. Does that not say something about your character?
1: Uh, Yeah. So
0: it's like still something can be you can have good and bad traits in, in you as a human. Like, I, I, I don't doubt anybody could do anything. I think bias does uh, blind us for a second. And even I was like, damn, that can't be true. But as long as you don't victim blame, I can see suspending your disbelief or suspending your uh belief and being wary. But I just don't like when people just come straight out of the, nah, that never happened. Nah, they lying. If you can at least be on the fence and and. And see the situation for what it is on both sides before you just start harshly attacking people to the point where people do wait. You sitting there saying people are liars when they come out right when they uh, when it happens when it when they come out a week, a year, a decade. All this shunning, all this victim blaming, is still going to cause other generations, future generations, to see that and still be hesitant when something happens to them. It That's all, all has, true. It all has a um. What's it
1: called? Something effect.
0: I don't know. Channel.
1: Domino. Domino. Effect. Domino effect.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: Do you think when Bill Cosby gets out of prison, do you think he has a future in Hollywood? Do you think he has a comeback in store for him?
0: Um, I don't know in what way, but unfortunately it could be possible. Uh, but I don't know in what way. I Bill because Cosby is now legally so many...
1: blind. Oh, I don't know if he would want to.
0: Oh yeah, I don't think he's trying to come out, but I think I don't know because you got situations. But well, these are younger comedians. Ironically, so many comedians are getting out of it being perverts. But you got um the look, and this is not as um serious as Bill Cosby, of course. But you got the Louis C.K. situation where, I mean, he he ducked off for a little bit after doing his shit and then uh he's getting his uh his his sets in Chris yeah the, the Leah he did his shit ducked off for a little bit mm-hmm. and he was what doing uh texting and flirting was he meeting up with the underage girls he was doing something with them underage oh, I'm girls. not
1: even sure we're I'm sure we're we'll in an episode
0: <laughs> yeah he was doing all that and then he's getting his sets. so I don't I think Bill's probably gonna lay low if he uh, lives out his prison sentence and gets released.
1: I mean, he could be out this year. So I, I think, think there's
0: definitely people, though, that will really want to. Um, I think some people show, will support you. Um. Of course, people are still trying. They doing R. Kelly rallies. They're doing Bill Cosby rallies. There's always going to be a fan base for them, no matter what they do. It's just what the stars will do themselves whether they um, will try to climb back into the spotlight or would they seclude and isolate themselves because they understood that, "Mm, okay, let me not tempt fate. I done already got away with this shit.
1: Yeah. Well, that's all I have for Bill Cosby. I know we talked about ending each episode in a positive note, and the way we're going to do that is giving praise to some sort of form of entertainment. So do you want to go
0: first? Uh, Sure. Yeah, yes. I'll go first. So I was always going to do a book, but, and I'm probably still going to do this one book, uh, The Lovely Bones, but this time I picked a different book. Okay. So what the piece I'm going to talk about that has like affected my life or gives me joy or just a good memory is uh, this book called The Coldest Winter Ever by Sister Soldier. Oh, my God. Yes. (laughs) So the funny thing is uh, how that book came into my life. I was only in like fourth or fifth grade. I don't know what age that is because a lot of times I remember things as great. Yeah. (laughs) So I was in fourth and fifth grade, came into the bathroom one time, and there was this book with this chick's lips on it. And I was nosy and I started reading and I saw some things that I was like, oh, bro, this is uh, not a kid's book. I'm going to sneak and read it. And that's exactly what I did. So uh, I would go to the bathroom every day and read as much as I could. Uh, The funny thing is both, I say the lovely bones brought out my love for reading, but the coldest winter ever is really what got me into all those uh, romance black uh, books and stuff like that. Because I had never had a, a book written by a black author that I was actually reading most things especially in school were like poetry you know you got the Dickens and all that other stuff you got the bridge to Terraabithias you got the um if you got a black book it, it's the freaking color purple which no offense that's not a good old time to read <laughs> so no. um, I loved reading that book. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was nasty. It was all the things that I loved. And then I, uh, and what's so funny, it brings it full circle is that so earlier this year, Sister Soldier wrote the sequel, Life After Death. I uh, saw that. Yes. And that's on my reading list. I haven't watched it. I mean, I haven't read it. But at work, I do read, I mean, I listen to the audiobooks. So I'm re listening to Coldest Winter Ever. And it's just funny how the parallels are because back when I was a teenager, I was like, this chick is funny. She's hilarious. She's a little mean, but I get her. I'm listening to this book and I'm like, girl, it's crazy. She's annoying. All I remember
1: really is she had that razor blade under her tongue or something. I always remember that.
0: Kept that in a box cutter, but What I can appreciate about it, since I am an adult and I am uh, listening to it, is the writing style in the story and how Sister Soldier draws you in and how basically it didn't matter what age I was. The story was just so intriguing and it was just so complex that it didn't matter if I was 27 or I was, what, 11 or 12. I I was all up in that book. So that's why I just wanted to mention it was a great thing. It's something that is one of the few things me and my mother have both read (laughs) so we can talk about it. And I just I just always love that story. And I always thought about a sequel after I got done reading it as a child. So it's just so funny that 2021 she finally came back with it. And I'll hopefully be reading that in a couple of weeks. life, Life after death.
1: I too read that when I was a child. I I think I was sixth or seventh grade though. So I was older than you. Um, humble brad.
0: <laughs> I can't I, stand. <laughs> I
1: did read it in one day. I had a sit day. It was my sister's book, and I had no other books to read. And I just read that book and I finished it one day. It was like, you know, it's one of those books you could not put down.
0: Exactly. I still can't play pause it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um I think my form of entertainment that I'm going to talk about this time is the song Wait by Get Set Go. If you remember, the song was on. Do you know where it's from? I first heard it.
0: I know what you're talking about. It was
1: (laughs) the Grey's Anatomy musical episode. Yes. I hated it when I first heard it. I have heard it in your dorm room. And it was Dr. (laughs) Bailey singing with April Kepner, the two characters on the show. And I'm like why the hell is this bitch coming in, like ruining her (laughs) song? Like, you know, she just comes into the the part, and I'm like, bitch, stop, stop, stop. And it always irked me. But for some reason, the song had been in my head. And so I listened to it and I fell in love with it. And I'm it like really spoke to me, like, I need to stop waiting. I need to do things. And then I went to the psychic and she told me, you need to stop waiting. I'm like, oh my God, this is a sign. And I mean, it kind of birthed this podcast because i just mm. said i'm gonna stop waiting i'm gonna do it so i that's just my my form of entertainment i'm All picking right. this week
0: yeah i could stop laughing because uh, bro i remember when you first saw saw that episode <laughs> she, said, she said wait you said why does bitch tell her to wait <laughs> you got so mad
1: No, no, that was a different time. If the listeners are Grey's Anatomy fans and you listen to the musical episode, there is a part when she's trying to save Dr. Callie Torres's life and she says, let's waste time. She's singing, and she says, "Let's waste time, bitch." Oh, you're that was her life.
0: I couldn't remember if it was the weight or that it, one, but either it way, was it both. Was
1: Bailey so was hilarious. not a mood then, and I hated Bailey because that was the first episode I ever seen of Grey's Anatomy. And
0: it was so. And I've been telling about Grey's. I don't even watch it no more. But I, <laughs> I was telling you about Grey's Anatomy for years, and you hated it. We never watched it at the same time, and then you started to get into it, and I was pulling away. <laughs>
1: I'm a little behind, but yeah. So that. I mean, damn, that whole episode to be my entertainment this week. I haven't seen it in forever, but it's a damn good episode. And you people who don't like the musical episodes, screw you.
0: Eh, it's I can take it or leave it. Um, I do like the, uh, I like Callie singing to her own body, my story, because um, I, I know we already did this, but I'm saying something again.
1: Go ahead. It's your my, podcast.
0: My story by Brandy Carlisle because the thing I was really into that Anat- I was into too many grown things as a child in 4th grade because I, that's when I got into Grey's Anatomy and How to Save a Life by The Fray uh introduced me to The Fray and I I bought that album love that album to this day I heard My Story by uh Brandy Carlisle love that song to this day and then um there's so many uh, Keep Breathing by Ingrid Michaelson I think yes. right. Love that. 2 a.m. Anna Alec. Love that. Breathe. See ya. We, we ain't gonna see ya, but I love that song. It's just like, Gracie and I had the hits. Even if they was hits before they came on there, I was... Bro, they influenced my little alternate um, soft rock catalog.
1: Yes. Um, well, I think that's all that we have today. If you guys... Like this episode and you've made it to here yeah. give us a follow on twitter it's at save Your sorry but yours spelled you are
0: so, some motherfucker took it
1: <laughs> so it's save you are sorry instagram save Your sorry just how the podcast is spelled if you want to reach out to us our gmail our email is save sorry at gmail.com and if you want to send us a dollar or two go ahead our cash app is save your sorry. So dollar sign, save your sorry.
0: Yes. I would love a dollar. I would vacuum my car.
1: I mean, this Wi-Fi doesn't pay for itself, guys.
0: 100%.
1: Well, that's all we have for you today. Do you want to take us out of here,
0: Katrina? Uh, yes. Uh, tune in next week. New laughs, new person that we're going to talk about slash shit on. And we hope to see you there. Or I guess, We hope for you to hear us talk. (laughs) Bye. Bye.